You're listening to MOG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG Channel where we help you to see a real and practical Christianity from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. So today we're going to be dealing with the topic I title Handling the Week in Faith. Now, today's own podcast is going to be kind of different in the sense that I'm going to be doing a verse by verse explanation, the first of its kind on this channel, but then it's going to be awesome. So stay tuned and uh, let's crack on. So the week in faith whole topic or whatever is going to be based on Romans chapter 14 because it's really self-explanatory. One thing I've discovered from the bible is that the epistles that's the letters the apostles wrote to the churches are very self-explanatory in fact they explain themselves most times if you just read the whole thing you will see their letters are actually explanations they are not really things that are difficult to grasp like the old testament but they are explanations they are explaining themselves they are explaining biblical doctrine or whatever they are breaking things down for you so you can actually just read from the text in some places like that in fact in many places so that's what i want to do here and i mean it's gonna be fun it's gonna be awesome i'm going to read it from the niv because i tried the kjv and the kjv was just man scattering my teeth so <laughs> this one will break it down in a very easy manner and everyone should learn and you should pick something so romans 14 verse 1 accept those who are weak in faith without quarreling over disputable matters so accept those who are weak in faith so it means a person can be weak in faith remember we've been saying that everybody has the faith of god but it means you can be weak in that faith how will you be weak in that faith well faith first of all remember is confidence in god let me like that or let me use what faith is a force but then faith is that force you use to appropriate everything that Christ has done. So, you look at Philemon 1.6 that says that the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. In other words, faith is that acknowledgement. When I acknowledge what Christ has done for me, when I acknowledge what is available to me in Christ, right? When I believe it, that is faith. Do you get? And so, everyone has the faith of God to believe what the word of God says because the way I will acknowledge is by reading God's word. When I look in God's word, I realize this is what I have and by believing that that is me acknowledging it right it is me recognizing it it is me giving value to it and saying this is true you see that so now they are not telling you that the person can be weak in faith meaning that a person can be weak in their acknowledgement of the good things in christ jesus that they have you can actually be weak in that so you <laughs> know it talks about that it says without quarreling over disputable matters so there are things that are disputable there are things that are maybe people can disagree on in their faith work but let's look let's continue because this is still about faith now verse 2 one person's faith allows them to eat anything but another whose faith is weak eats only vegetables now you may not say what do you mean by one person's faith allows him and that person's faith doesn't allow him now remember we we just said that it's about acknowledging so one person has looked in the word and has chosen to acknowledge that the word says this the other person has chosen not to acknowledge or is still trying to grasp it or is ignorant of it now he says one person's faith allows them to eat anything 
another whose faith is weak is only vegetable. So one person eats anything. Why? Because he's looked in the word and he has realized, ah, my guy, the word actually supports my habit, supports me eating anything, whether it's um goat meat, Ramadan meat, whichever kind of meat or whatever. He eats anything. But the other person eats only vegetables because for some reason, as I said, either he is ignorant of the word of God or he misinterprets it or he looks at it but does not acknowledge it probably where he's coming from where she's coming from is maybe one religion where they, they say don't eat uh, meat or, or some it could even be from a church where they say ah don't eat meat don't do this don't do that in fact the bible actually tells us of some churches like that that uh, in fact they call it the doctrine of devils where they tell you don't eat this don't eat that uh don't do this don't do that stuff like that let me see if i can find that <laughs> real quick yeah that should be room no not romance that should be first timothy chapter 4 verse 3 to 4 first timothy chapter 4 verse 3 to 4 so it says um okay let's even start from 4 verse 1 it says now the spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith giving heed or what does he mean again? <laughs> Giving hijra to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Now, when you say seducing spirit, you think there's one mammy water spirit that can be dancing in front of you like this. I say, hey, yeah, this, uh, it's not mammy water. It's not the, uh, what's that little mermaid? No, it's not. So you see, seducing spirit and the doctrine of devils. Actually, it's more of seducing spirit, which is actually the doctrine of devils. When you see and, the word and in Bible interpretation is the word kai in the Greek, K A I. And usually where it is not um, a conjunction, that is, it's not joining two phrases together. It's usually an explanation. So in this case, it's an doctrine of devil, which is just saying seducing spirit, which is the doctrine of devils, right? So it's talking about the same thing. So a seducing spirit, the idea of a seducing spirit, it lures you away from the truth. Do you get? And so it's what we call a doctrine of devil. That is, it sounds sweet. It sounds, it appeals to the ear for some reason. And it pulls you away from the truth. So look at verse 2. It says, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. So they are speaking that that doctrine or that teaching is a lie, right? It's a lie. It's, it's hypocrisy because it's not something that, that like the people that, it's just, it's just not practical. It's not real having their conscience seared with a hot iron. You know, when they say your conscience is seared with a hot iron, imagine uh, this kind of case scenario where, uh, okay, I, rem- I remember a story of a certain man who could drink coffee, blazing hot coffee, just shack it, and nothing would happen. What happened? He had actually done it so much that he had seared his the sensory whatever on his tongue had like died so this guy couldn't feel anything he had seared that tongue the what what do they call those things he had seared the shower receptors on its own so he was not sensitive to those things anymore so the conscience can be seared that is you have so convinced your mind that this thing is no longer wrong that <laughs> i mean you can actually in in this is this is figurative guy you can put a hot iron to it and nothing you don't feel anything that's the point so they speak lies in hypocrisy having said that conscience is with the hot iron that is why they're hypocrites because they know the truth but they are lying about it they are lying about it so they are lying through their teeth they've convinced themselves that the lie is the truth now look at what their doctrine contains 
verse 3, forbidding to marry. Are you seeing that? And commanding to abstain from meats, which God has created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Are you seeing this? So if you are in a place that is supposed to be a church and I tell you, don't marry you. <laughs> you are not supposed to marry. And I say, you are not supposed to eat this, eat this. They are giving you dietary menu that don't eat this, don't eat this, don't eat this. Don't. Ah, like, you are in the wrong place because it's clear from scriptures that God calls this the doctrine of devils right restrictions that god never put on us people who who ha, who are lying to their teeth are teaching you stuff like that you should not be in that kind of place <laughs> you see that so look at verse 4 for every creature of god is good and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving for it is made holy by the word of god and prayer simple sefini <laughs> sefini look at it there it is over. It's finished. So, in case you're there, uh, is this right? Is this right? Is this, mm, see, everything should be what's received with thanksgiving. Glory to God. Oh, that Ramadan meat. Glory to God. Uh, anyway, Edjo, there's another teaching I'll do on that. So, please, don't eat the Ramadan meat before I've thought that one. Because some people are already rejoicing because Ramadan is around the corner. <laughs> okay. So, like, you now get the the gist on, on that, right? That... All foods are good and meat is good. So you now see when you come back to this one, you see that the guy is eating only vegetables. You realize that the guy is actually weak in faith. Why? Because the word of God says, eat anything. All foods are clean. But especially because the background of uh, the early church was, what was that thing here? Was the law of Moses. The law of Moses contained plenty, 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 plenty do's and don'ts. Don't do this, don't do that. Don't eat this, don't eat that. And stuff like that. So there was that backlog or mindset for the Jews, Christian Jews and all that, who would be saying, ah, now wow, no, Moses said we should not chop this one now, or eat that one. For example, in the Old Testament, I'm not supposed to eat pork. And I'm like, whoa, because today's standards, a lot of people, <laughs> if you eat Domino's pizza, and you have, I think, is it pepperoni? Also, that's pork on it, man. So, pepperoni is really good. So, you are breaking the law of Moses. But in Christ, we don't have such restrictions or anything. All food is good. That's what it says. So, when the word of God says that and a person is, um, all I say, is looking at the same word and cannot acknowledge that. I say, no, ah, in my church, oh, this is how we do it. In my church, this is how we do it. You know those kind of things, <laughs> right? And, and this can be for many things, honestly. For example, there are some people that maybe their own trousers is your, your contention is trouser and skirt trouser and skirt contention like should we wear should women wear trousers or jeans or not <laughs> and that's where people are like their own they have refused to acknowledge the word of god because honestly i think that should i be saying that on this particular episode because because <laughs> honestly we'll not live here because there's that verse of scripture that says men should not wear things pertaining to a woman women should not wear things pertaining to a man and the, the argument i always have there is simple men and women wore the same thing back in those days they wore the same this gets kind of long cloth kind of thing so when you say men should not wear what are you talking about do you get so it's it's just obvious that it is not properly interpreted and that's why you have a lot of people who are even like that in fact i was just sharing with someone that the first record of trousers in history i think was for women women originally are the ones that trousers were made for so what's the bone of contention there do you get but the point some people are in bondage because they have not acknowledged the truth of god's word they are not free right so 
the guy is weak because he says, ah, me is only vegetables I'll eat too. Me, I will not eat meat too. Mm. Meat is not good though. Meat is not, ah, uh, no, ah, uh, no, I will not, I will not do this, I will not do that. And the person is feeling like that. Now, that is a person's faith because one thing that you have to realize is that faith is not just for healing. I've said it before. It's not just for healing. You need faith for everything you do in Christ Jesus, right? Faith is how you appropriate whatever Christ has done. So in this case, you look in the word and the word of God says, oh, it's are good. You may have had a mindset before that said, no, this thing is not good. That thing is not good. These are, you know, things you cannot, and you look in the word, the word of God says, no, it's good, right? You have to express faith in God's word and apply that to your life. So if you're not eating meat before, now you have faith in God's word and you can eat the meat. Chew it very, very well. It is legal, sanctioned. No, no, is it is what sanctioned? Is legal certified here by heaven that you can eat that meat. But this guy is weak in his faith. Right? So verse 3 now says, The one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not. I was asking, what is contempt? I've heard the word so many times and I've used it, but I was like, what is it? So I went to the dictionary and man, the dictionary doesn't fail me <laughs> in this kind of thing. So contempt is the feeling that a person or a thing is worthless or beneath consideration. Ouch. Oh, this is the nasty word. The feeling that a person or a thing is worthless or beneath consideration. That is, ah, that is to look down on the person, really. So that just means that God is saying that just because you see a person who is weak in faith, right? Because you could also see now, if this is the case, that means you can see it in many different areas. So there's a person who out there says, ah, me, I don't believe that healing is for me. Oh, healing, ah, I'm not sure. Oh, I don't think that God is going to heal me. Oh. And that person is saying, ah, I'm not sure God forgives sins. Oh, I don't know if God wants to forgive me. Oh, I've done so many terrible things. Oh, you know, you see people that just behave like that. And many times it's either out of ignorance because they've been taught improperly or they have maybe been taught improperly before and they looked in God's word but they have not accepted it. They just can't take it yet. <laughs> Remember we said that your heart, there are things your heart cannot take because you've not allowed your heart to take. You've not focused on those things and allowed those things to seep into you. So someone that ah, they preach condemnation to your whole life, you now come and say in Christ there's no condemnation. Ah, just like that. What do you mean there's no condemnation? Ah, you're telling me my sin like that, that God just lets me go free. Ah, that if I mess up now, God is not going to punish me. Ah, person will say, no, <laughs> can I handle this one? Right? And that is the person who is weak in faith. Do you get? And that person says, ah, God is not good. Say God is good. God is not good. God is good. God, is not, God does not heal. Ah, you know, do you know there are people in the body of Christ today that still believe that God does not heal? like that thing blows my mind it, it makes me go almost bonkers because i'm like it is so obvious <laughs> and it is all over the scriptures from genesis down to revelation you see healing all over the place they're not just that you see the apostles jesus did it the apostles when christ was here did it the apostles after christ left did it ordinary believers did it ananias did it ah ah then there are now tons of examples on the earth today. Do you want to say you do not see right now bunkers crusades where people in wheelchairs got up how many times? Did you say you want do you want to say you didn't hear about Wigglesworth crusade? Uh you know his lifestyle where he raised like 21 people from the dead. Do you want to say you did not see these things? Some people will see all that and still say they don't believe. Ah no. When you get to heaven, see when they are flogging you for lack of belief, I will be there counting the strokes. Because you deserve it. What nonsense is that? 
<laughs> you get what I'm saying? But then, they are weak in faith. They are just weak in faith. And so he's saying now, God knows that this kind of mindset can pervade your thinking. That is, you may begin to have contempt for such people. That you may begin to look down on them like, ah, Yusuf. And that looking down is not even one way that is you who knows will be looking down on them but the funny thing is that even they who don't know will be looking down on you say, because to them what they they don't know something and to them their ignorance or what they know in quotes that contradicts the bible because they've not accepted it is superior to your own knowledge <laughs> you see what i'm saying yes there are many many um circles who i mean criticize those who preach teach the grace of god they criticize them like bad like these people don't know anything you people are ignorant, you people are fools and stuff. But Jesus tells us that we should not treat with contempt the one who does not, and the one who the one who does not, and the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does. For God has accepted him. So the moment you begin to look down on people, it's more like a judgment you are passing on them uh, no, that you are wrong before God or stuff. Now we know the truth, but he says, Don't look down on that person who is weak in faith who doesn't believe in healing who doesn't believe in in god's miracle working power right who doesn't believe in eating um anything aside vegetables he says don't treat the person with contempt don't look around the person don't judge the person in that sense why for god has accepted him or her at his or her level are you seeing that so this tells us something very significant that god will meet you at your point of faith at the place where you are, God does not give up on you. If you are ignorant, God believes you can change. So God is not in a hurry, honestly. We're always the ones in a hurry. As much as it's good for people to mature fast, but one thing you must learn, whether it's as a pastor, as a person discipling people, or as a Christian who wants to do the will of God, you have to realize that people will grow at their own pace. And that's why sometimes we take time to teach things. Like now, you see this series we're doing, we've been doing it for how long? That's this faith series. And the point of it is that you must be patient. You must take your time because you realize some people is maybe they listen to the first one and they receive something. Some people is maybe the fourth or fifth one. Some people is the seventh. Some people is this one that they just something in their head just click. Pop. Oh my God. I didn't notice this. So for different people, it takes different kinds of, uh, let me use the word, is it tactics or whatever? Uh, takes different timelines. Everyone is, you know, in his or her own faith lane. And so you don't now, because you are far ahead, begin to despise the person who is on a lane that looks like it's turtles that built it. <laughs> you see? So no, it says God has accepted him. Look at verse 4. He now says, Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own masters, servants stand or fall, and they will stand for the Lord is able to make them stand. Glory to God. I see that. So it says the judgment is not up to you. It's not up to you to demean a person and, and disqualify a person from the faith walk and say this person is useless to God and all those things. Because we, you know, we tend to get proud when we have or make advancements in Christ and other people have not. They, they even show sometimes in the way we talk to them, the way we act towards them, the way we behave around them. You understand? We don't want to sit around them. We laugh at them. We mock them and everything and it's not it's not really good just because you have more knowledge doesn't mean you're more mature there are believers who have much less knowledge than you and are much more mature and that thing about knowledge is this if you have more knowledge and you're working in less on, of it much less of it you're actually insane kind of yeah you're kind of insane because what you know you should walk in the person who has much less knowledge and works in all of it or much more of it is better than you in a sense <laughs> Yes, but actually better than you've got in a sense. 
in like in that sense because i mean what i do is all knowledge some people just love to pile and amass knowledge i know this i know that and they practice so little do you get like now in you're yeah, learning faith but do you know that you should also realize that there's something called love and that's really what we're going to be focusing on here you already seen that god is bringing that in in handling the weak in faith how to handle those who don't know as much as you do right because uh, obviously the ones who don't know as much as you do will not even understand how you know to handle vice versa but you who knows more there's a way to handle those who know less you don't rub your knowledge in their face you don't push your knowledge like up their nose you you are loving even if you want to help them to learn something you are loving in your approach towards them so it says god is their judge right he is their master they are his servants and it says to their own master they stand or fall so look at this it means that no believer stands or falls before your eyes it's not up to you to determine whether a believer has gone up or gone down. It's not up to you, really. And that's the truth. Yes, of course, through God's word, you can judge when a believer is messing up, but that's not the end of the story. God is the one who ultimately will judge and say, this believer, you messed up or failed before me or you did well before me. Do you get? There's that day that we appear before Jesus and it says, either he says, well done, no good and faithful servant, or he maybe brings out king and wipes you before you enter into the kingdom. <laughs> I'm just joking. That was very, very, very literal. Uh But you get what I'm saying? Uh Because that day there will be rewards and there will actually be lack of rewards. Yeah, loss of rewards. I won't say it's not punishment, but there will be rewards and there will be loss of rewards. One day we'll talk about rewards on this channel. Right? So, God, now look at the last part says, and they will stand for God is able to make them stand. And that's just really beautiful because it tells you, look, no matter where the person is in his or her faith work, faith journey or whatever, God is able to make them stand. God is able to establish them. God is like the, um, I don't remember the story in Matthew 1, I think parable just was giving, right? That This is not the explanation of that parable, but you can actually get the picture from there. The, you know, it's like, there was a tree and then the tree did not bear fruit so the gardener kept on digging watering and everything but the tree wasn't bearing fruit and so the owner of the garden came and said look cut down that tree I beg cut down the tree but the gardener said wait 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 let me let me water it let me let me dig around it and put some manure and everything and let's see how it will do that's actually God's kind of attitude towards us right nobody's a write off nobody's story is over unless God says it's over and it's over to <laughs> when you appear before him that's when he can tell you look the story is over but god is always working on people right now another one is this verse five one person considers one day more sacred than another another considers every day alike each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind and so this one is even going another route now one person considers one day sacred and another every day alike so I mean, one person can say, oh, you know what, Mondays, I just believe that Mondays are just, it's just the day of God. <laughs> it's just the day of God. And that person says, ah, that, uh, no, every day is the same day before God. Of course, I think the second person is correct, actually. Yes, it's true. There's nothing special about any day. And that's why we say, yes, uh, Sunday, for example, there's nothing golden about Sunday. Now everybody's worshipping on Sunday. Oh my God, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Some people, they only put on their Jesus hat on Sunday. Uh, every single day is actually alike. There's nothing special about any day. So the second person is actually correct, but then he's saying that each one that whichever one, whether you say one day is holy to me or all the days are holy to me, he says each one should be fully convinced in their own mind. So it's very possible that this person comes to a conclusion that this is just my own thing. 
And what's he saying? He says, ah, be convinced. Look at verse 6. says, whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord. Are you seeing this? So, in this case, okay, <laughs> in this case, the person just picks a day and it's like, because obviously, the reason why he's devoting that one day, saying that day is special, is because he wants to consecrate to the Lord. So, whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat does so to the Lord. For they give thanks to God. Right? And whoever abstains also to the Lord and gives thanks to the Lord. So he's saying that regardless of their disposition or their position on certain matters or certain things like this, whether it's me, no, it's me. Yeah, you know, obviously, one of them is ignorant. Do you get? They are ignorant. But what do you do? It's still to the Lord. Like their heart, and I think this is also where it comes in. Like their heart is where their motives are. And most likely, the person is saying, ah, I want it's me to. Even the person is ignorant, but the person still, like, even the person cannot carry that reality in his or her heart yet. But the person sees it like, ah, you know what, this is unto God. Though. I don't, uh, you know, I want God to be happy with me or something like that. Well, sometimes that's okay, very, very steeped in legalism. But you get what I'm saying? It's still unto God. It's because of God that they are doing that, right? And the person who is eating me says, ah, it's God that said it though. Everything is, and you know, so he's saying God has actually like receive them they give thanks to god it's about god right so in our says verse 7 for none of us live for ourselves alone and none of us die for ourselves alone verse 8 if we live we live for the lord and if we die we die for the lord so whether we live or die we belong to the lord i seen that so all this is about the lord for this very reason as verse 9 christ died and returned to life so that he might be the lord of both the dead and the living so you then why do you judge your brother or sister or why do you treat them with contempt why do you look down on them right uh-huh. he says for we will all stand before god's judgment seat are you seeing that so it boils down to what i was saying earlier that you will stand before god god will be the ultimate judge of these things now please don't hear what i'm not saying because there's places where the bible tells us to judge right because there's you know judging in this sense is to condemn is to treat with contempt. They say no. Christ is God is the one that will ultimately, how like put the past judgment. But there's actually the kind of judging that is just to is like to judge between something or that is look is this right? Is it wrong? You know, I make a judgment. I know this is wrong. Do you get? Uh-huh. Because the person who is just eating only vegetables and saying this is what the Bible says is wrong. So there's that kind of judgment that you can pass. No, this is actually wrong. Do you get? Uh-huh. But he's saying that your attitude towards the person should not change because the person is wrong. Because the person refuses to acknowledge what you are saying. No, shouldn't change towards the person. There's a kind of judgment, though, please. There's actually judgment. Yes, judgment. Paul will say, I have judged. He wasn't even with the people he was talking to. He says, I have judged. He, he heard the matter. A man was sleeping with his father's wife. And he said, I have judged. He now told them what to do about the man. He passed a sentence. So there's something like that. But someone said, Don't judge, you. Don't judge. You know, Christians, that's their favorite people who don't know the Bible. That's their favorite pastime. Don't judge you. Don't brethren. We are not supposed to judge. We don't judge people anyhow. Mm? Please, oh, you just want to use that as a license to keep on living in sin. Say don't judge. Which nonsense? Please judge you. We judge. If you are under me, or if you are under my ministry, or under my church, or under my jurisdiction, you get. Or even if you are a friend of mine, so and I see you walking on that wrong path, man, I will judge. I say, look, you are doing the wrong thing. And also, people who love me, care about me, and everything. They look at me and they say, look, guy, according to God's word, you are doing the wrong thing. That's it. That's judging. And it's right. I think my point has been made. <laughs> okay. So, it says, don't treat them with contempt. We stand for the judgment of Christ. 
verse 11 it is written as surely as i live says the lord every knee will bow before me every tongue will acknowledge god so then each of us will give an account of ourselves are you seeing that so we will give an account of our lives remember they said everything is to god so when we stand before the lord right the lord's judging system is that he's going to consider many things right okay that thing that you did was it unto the lord or not what was the heart behind it the motive behind it that's how god is going to look at these things when it comes to your faith walk your faith journey do you understand as i said it's a personal lean now it's a personal lean it's not an, an excuse for something eh, it's personal when you say how far your faith work, bro uh, are you are you believing over mountains to move say, bro it's personal eh, eh, that's not what god is saying that's not what god is saying well if you don't understand you go back and listen to it from the beginning you'll get it i will not be repeating myself right so verse 13 says therefore let us stop passing judgment on one another instead make up your mind and not to put any stumbling block obstacle in the way of your brother right verse 14 i am convinced being fully persuaded in the lord right look at this so he he gives us his own stance from god's word i am convinced being fully persuaded in the lord that nothing is unclean in itself right so it means that there's no data is unclean right there's no food that is unclean nothing naturally is unclean in itself of course sin is sin but we're talking about the natural things like they just speak like meat or these things that are clearly the bible has clearly said no this is fine this is nothing is unclean in itself but if anyone regards something as unclean then for that person it is unclean you see that so for that person it is what it is unclean because the person regards that's actually the power of your mind the moment you regard something as not for you as wrong what happens that your mind no matter if it's a reality in your spirit your mind blocks it in your faith work this is so 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 true the moment in your mind you're like ah, this is not for me or you see someone healing the sick ah, this one is not for me you automatically block that reality from your life it is not till the day you say this is for me do you get it's not for the day till the day your mind opens up that you ever walk in that reality and that is that is just the reality. So many people are out there not walking in faith because, because they have refused to acknowledge the reality of what Christ has done. So that should be the end of today's uh, episode. It's just a long study and it should just make us reflect. Uh, you know, it talks a lot about the love walk, how we should walk towards others. So we know that everybody is on a journey in faith. Everyone is, you know, growing. There are people who are growing faster, some people are growing slower if you see a person who is not actually doing well in their faith work you should pray for them there's one verse of scripture you should pray Ephesians 117 actually not one verse several verses 117 down the father of our Lord Jesus Christ the father of glory um, may grant to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation the knowledge of him the eyes of your understanding meaning enlightened and may know the hope of his glory and the riches of his inheritance and saints and da 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 da, da. <laughs> go and read it well the idea of that uh, text is so that your eyes will be opened to what jesus has done as you pray that kind of prayer for yourself what happens is that in in the place of prayer and meditation and even outside the place of prayer god begins to open up scriptures to you you just begin to realize wow 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 it helps you to better acknowledge and more quickly acknowledge what christ has done that's what you should do for someone who is wicked rather than despise the person or treat the person with contempt you should take out time to pray for the person to help the person to stand glory to jesus i believe you've been blessed with today's teaching you definitely have been blessed uh <laughs> let's get to announcements don't forget that every single morning we are praying on mixlr by 6 a.m m-i-x-l-r on get it on the play store the app store and then look for young ecclesia nation in the search bar you'll find us and follow us every morning 6 a.m get up and join us make your 
prayer life much better make it make it much stronger become more consistent that's the whole game and of course do not forget that friday saturday sunday catch us on zoom i mean it's gonna be lit it's gonna be awesome uh i think we're creating a group chat for that is it group chat no, no no yeah like a group chat like a link we're gonna send a link um maybe on tomorrow's podcast i'm going to make known the link and everything it's a simple link the idea of it is just to get like your information what you're believing god for what you you know why you're there and everything so that we can help you walk on it work on what you're believing god for that period so that it's you know what i'm saying it's, it's strong you you get the best out of it we'll be teaching and also declaring and praying for people praying for the sick who come and we believe that you're gonna get like the best results in fact we had a testimony yesterday i don't know if i can find a testimony um a certain girl because we've been praying for the meeting praying for you who will be coming on that meeting and we've been praying and there was a lady lady who was actually like she was just there praying and this happened so she says good evening pops that's me everyone call me pops so sir for now as we're praying on zoom because we're praying on zoom for the healing meeting my left leg grew out to match my right leg you know how parts are uneven so my left leg grew out and <laughs> she said something about her hips i don't know what even happened to her hips right and she said i asked god for 100 health the things i didn't even know that were wrong with me are getting so first asthma then my eyes clear 100 then i think my sense of smell and hearing too he says what will not happen in the meeting so yeah, that's definitely what's going on man so you really want to dig in and find your way there it's online it's on zoom so download the zoom app start playing with the zoom app to know like what it's going to be like and like i said we'll probably have a link for you guys either we'll have a link or we'll just send you the direct link to the zoom call or whatever but then there should be a group chat created so that we can communicate with you once we are done with the um with the program which is it's fridays 8 p.m saturday 8 p.m sunday 8 p.m once we're done with the program and we take our testimonies and everything then we'll just dissolve the group for those of you that don't like new groups okay all right god bless you have a wonderful day share this with somebody help them in their work of faith and i'll catch you guys tomorrow bye-bye if this blessed you or you want to say hi or you have a question you can head over to my instagram that's pst.sen pst.essien See you there.